Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Hello, everyone. Thanks so very much for tuning in on this Sunday evening, and happy Mother's Day to each and every one of you, dear ladies out there, that God is blessed to have children, and to you who are mothers to many that maybe physically you did not bring into this world, but you sure are a mother figure to them. And I have many dear ladies in my memory who were mothers Although they were not my physical mother, they were still mothers, and I am thankful. They were mothers to me, and I learned many lessons from them. Thank God for great Christian women. I had a wonderful Christian mother. She's in heaven now, and I rejoice just in the things she taught me. I rejoice in the wonderful blessings, knowing that she is with the Lord. I have God the Holy Ghost in me. The Lord Jesus indwells me, and Mom is looking face to face at Jesus. So heaven is close to me today, and I feel a closeness and a presence of my dear Mama. And I'm so thankful that I have those wonderful memories, and I have these wonderful experiences as I'm sharing with you. And today I'm going to just share with you on this program a few of the wonderful lessons my mom taught me. Some of the scriptures very early in my life that mom and dad uh, encouraged me to memorize, and I did, and I'm going to share some of those with you in just a moment. Uh, Also, I wanted to announce that our co-host, Pastor Josh, the Southwest Radio Ministry staff evangelist, Josh Davis, is with us here in our program this evening, and I know he has many things to share with you as well. Just a reminder that Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia, is the main sponsor of this radio program. Our church is located just off exit 7 of Interstate 81 in Bristol, Virginia, and we'd love to have you come and visit with us here. And our services Sunday morning at 10 for Bible study, Sunday morning worship at 11, and Sunday afternoon evening service at 5 o'clock. Then Wednesday night midweek service, prayer meeting, children's ministry, youth ministry meeting at that time is at 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. So visit our website as well. I know that Pastor Josh will be sharing many things about our website in just a moment. So stay tuned for that. Well, as I've already referenced the beginning of our program, congratulations to you, dear mothers. Thank you for being Christian. Thank you, Christian women out there that have made such an influence in my life, and you're making an influence in the lives of so many. The church could not exist, really. The church could not exist without the great Christian women that are in the local churches. You pastors, perhaps, that I'm talking to and other leaders in the church, you realize what I've said is so very true. Without these great Christian women, what on earth would we do? Well, we just couldn't have church. That's what it is. But thank God for them. One of the earliest memories I have of my dear mom and dad and 
uh, is of going to church with them. I remember that. I remember many things of my childhood. I'm so thankful that I can recall these things. I can remember my twin brother getting a diaper pinned on him. Now, these were days long before Pampers, so I remember the old-fashioned pins, and I also remember watching my twin brother get a diaper pinned on him. And guess what? Evidently, as I said, twin brother, I was probably wearing one myself. So I have a memory back that far. And one of my earliest memories, in the, as far as the Scriptures is concerned, that Mom and Dad encouraged me to learn was Psalm 23. And Psalm 23 is that great shepherd psalm. You know it, I'm sure. But today, actually this week, I've been even uh, more aware and have been made aware of how desperately sheep need a shepherd. And my, 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 way back in my earliest days of childhood, I memorized Psalm 23. Now I cherish it more than ever because as a sheep, I certainly need the shepherd. You see, a sheep has no sharp teeth to fight off its enemies. A sheep has no sharp claws to use to fight off the enemy. And a sheep cannot even provide for itself. We need a shepherd for protection. We need a shepherd for provision. And you know what? I was reading something about sheep this week and it said that they have an unbelievable memory for faces and voices, that they can remember a face for years. They can remember a voice one time and can remember it for years. No wonder our lovely Lord said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they know me. They won't follow a stranger's voice. But my sheep hear my voice. Hallelujah for that shepherd. Those truths are so very real to me today. And it all began with my dear mama as she would help us to learn these scriptures. My dad as well encouraged us over and over. Memorize the word of God. Hide it in your heart. Let me share with you just a few things from Psalm 23 that I remember so very well. And may it be a source of of strength and encouragement to you ladies that are there today listening uh, to help you realize you are such a shepherd yourself of those children and perhaps a shepherd for someone else's children. That's what you're doing, teaching them. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I think that is the key verse to the entire psalm. I shall not want. Shall not want for rest in verse number 2. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Sometimes in restless nights and days that I'd have as a child, Mom would quote this psalm. He, Jesus, makes us to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. I shall not want for rest in verse number 2. In verse 3, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want for restoration. He restores my soul. Hallelujah. Oh, so many times in these days, I need my soul restored, don't you? I sometimes feel as if I have, as the old Western writers used to say, 
I have been rode hard and put away wet. And some of you have ever went horseback riding as me. You know what that means. And I need my soul restored. Well, guess what? My shepherd is there to restore my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Not only shall I not want for rest, he makes me to lie down in the green pastures. I shall not want for restoration. He restores my soul when I'm so tired and worn out and overburdened. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. I shall not want for goals and, can I say, aspirations and, yes, reasons to live. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. See, my Lord gives me reason. He leads me. He's guiding me. He's got a goals for me. He has aspirations for me. He gives me reason. I shall not want for that. And what a shepherd I have in Jesus. You dear ladies out there, you too are shepherds to many. You may not realize it, but you are. Verse 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Here's two things in verse 4 I see that I will not want for with my shepherd, and that is I will fear no evil. I'll have relief. Man, when when fears and evil comes around, and there's so much of that today. Satan loves to fill you with fear, but don't forget what Paul told Timothy. God has not given us the spirit of fear. That's not from God. Our Lord has given us power or authority, love, and a sound mind. So when fear of evil comes around, I have relief and quietness. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You know, I remember as a lad growing up, uh, I'd be scared sometimes of the dark, hear a noise. Really, it wasn't the dark I was afraid of. It was some of the objects I couldn't make out in the room in the dark. And I'd go to mom and I'd say to mom or to dad, mom, uh, I'm afraid and she had just comforted me. No, no, the Lord is with us. The Lord is with us. Don't forget, Jesus is with us. You don't have to be afraid. How true that is. I realize it more today than ever in my life. I will fear no evil. I have relief, hallelujah, from my lovely Lord, the shepherd. And then he's with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. Uh, there's a relationship. My Lord is with me. Jesus is with me. My mother had a very, very real, active relationship with Jesus. She talked to him as a person all the time. It was nothing for me growing up to hear my mama singing while she was doing the chores around the house, to hear my mama talking to Jesus out loud as if there was a person in the room. And guess what? There was a person in the room, and his name was Jesus. That's, that's my shepherd. That's what my mom was, and that's what she taught me here. And hallelujah, that relationship that I have with my lovely Lord. 
was instilled in my heart by my dear mother and my dear dad. Oh, what a father figure that Chester L. Davis was to this fella. What a great father figure. And my mother, Hassie Kate Davis. Yes, hallelujah. Well, one more thing let me share with you here in verse number five. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runs over. I will not want for my shepherd for all the resources that I need. A table right in the presence of the enemy, right in the middle of the battlefield, he'll spread a table for me. He'll give me the anointing of oil that I need. What a resource that I have. And then that's not all. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. There's those unseen hands that are with me always. Goodness and mercy. They're there. They're following me all the days of our life. And I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. A great reward awaits us. We need a shepherd today. I've realized that more this week than I have recently. And on this Mother's Day, I also realize what a great shepherd I had in my mama and my dad. And I praise the Lord for that. And I want to be a better uh, father. I want to be a better grandfather. I want to be a better shepherd to my sheep here at Antioch Baptist Church. I want to be that. And I know many of you as well have that same desire. Well, we've got the equipment to do it. We have the very Word of God. We have the Holy Spirit within us. And ladies and gentlemen, the promise that God is doing a work in us. He that began a good work in you will perform it. Will perform it. Don't forget that. Well, Pastor Josh, come share some things with us today. Thank you, Pastor Brad, and thank you, dear listener, for joining us. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Answers from Antioch, brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. We invite you to connect with us on our website. That's AntiochBristol.com. There you can find past episodes of this program. We have a Monday through Friday 10-minute program, and you can subscribe to our podcast. You can replay episodes. You can share it with a friend. It's all available right there on our website, AntiochBristol.com. While you're there, you can also check out our service videos. There's links to our Sunday services that are archived. You can watch the videos. You can download the audio, whatever works best for you. Again, all that's available at AntiochBristol.com. Of course, we invite you to any and all of our worship services. If you're in the Bristol area and you don't have a church home, we would love for you to visit with us at any and all of our services And that information can also be found by contacting us and through our website. Vacation Bible School is coming up right around the corner. And ours is June the 4th through the 9th. That's Sunday through Friday from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Kids ages 2 to 16 are welcome to come. More information can also be found on our website. Again, that's Vacation Bible School, VBS 2023, June 4th through the 9th, right here at Antioch in Bristol. All kids ages 2 to 16 are welcome to come to that. On this special Mother's Day, Pastor Brad was sharing some wonderful verses and wonderful memories 
of his mother, my grandmother, and of other godly women who have been such an influence in our life. And I say happy Mother's Day to all of the wonderful godly women. Perhaps you're not a mother in the sense of giving birth to a child, but you are a spiritual mother. You've been an influence. There's women like that in our church family And I have wished them a happy Mother's Day today, and I extend that same greeting to you as well. You can be a spiritual mother to so many people, and you can have a godly influence on so many lives, whether or not you have children of your own by birth. We are all one in the family of God if you've put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I was privileged to write an article regarding Mother's Day for the ministry I serve the Lord with, Southwest Radio Ministries. It's available at swrc.com. And if you go to articles and then to family, you can read this. It has to do with Mother's Day and really taking the pressure off of the perfection that many Christian women feel like they have to live with or live by. If you're not perfect in every little detail, you're going to ruin your kids for the rest of their lives. There's a lot of pressure on mothers these days. So I just wanted to share with you some simple truths based on this study and this short article that I wrote. And just want to share some things based on that article with you on the program today in honor of this Mother's Day. And the real question I begin with is, how can moms show Christ to their families? And as we're celebrating Mother's Day, I just want to encourage moms especially, but parents in general. This applies to men, so men, don't tune out, don't turn off the radio. This does apply to you as well, many of the truths that I share. And I want to share just seven simple ways that Christian moms, Christian dads, can reveal Jesus in their homes and how that they act, how they treat their kids, and how that we parent our kids. I'm privileged to have two kids. My wife is a wonderful Christian mom, and uh, these are things that can encourage both parents, not just for the moms, but it also is applicable to grandparents. I know there's many grandparents who are raising grandkids nowadays. And so this is applicable to you in that role as well. I know there's a lot of pressure on parents today and Christian moms, perhaps very especially. So you see that picture perfect family. They're out enjoying another wonderful adventure and you feel like you're a failure because you can't afford to take your kids to all these places and you can't provide that same experience for your kids as they get to do, then you're scrolling through social media and they've got all kinds of cool things going. You scroll through Pinterest and you see all these cool ideas that you never thought of. You feel like you're falling short. And how about that Facebook friend of yours who posts pictures of their kid's birthday party? And it looks more like they've had a circus come to town than it does a kid's birthday party. And all you could get for your kid is just cheap pizza and cupcakes for a small gathering of people. And you're too embarrassed to post any of your pictures on Facebook because they really outdid you with that circus tent in their backyard and everything else going on. Hey, 
Look at the bright side. At least your kids aren't running scared from a clown in your backyard. <laughs> you're not a failure. And this is the truth I really want to share with you. You're not a failure if you're not a Pinterest perfect mom, if you're not the absolutely perfect dad. God doesn't see you as a failure. And I think the greatest things that you can provide for your kids can't be bought with money. When God selected Mary to be the mother of Jesus, consider her example. Did God ask her, Mary, how much money can you get your hands on in the next 30 days? i got to be sure that you can be entrusted with the Messiah, and I want to see if you're a good fundraiser, Mary. Was he concerned with her ability to plan an awesome birthday party? Mary, do you know how to hire circus performers to come into your backyard? Are you really good at throwing a big party for his birthday every single year? Did God want to know any of that kind of stuff when he selected Mary to be the mother of Jesus? Was he concerned about any of that kind of stuff? Was he concerned with how she could travel the world and give Jesus a lifetime of unforgettable experiences that could be shared all over her social media? Absolutely not. None of these things were even remotely hinted at in the Gospels. And if God wanted Mary to be born in this generation and the Savior to come at this time, he could have done that. But he chose that time, that place, that woman, because he had a plan, he had a purpose, he knew that she was the right one. With all the things that she had going against her, we would say, she's from a small town, she's a nobody, she has no resources, she has nothing particularly great about herself in the eyes of the world. But God saw something fantastic in her that he could use for his glory. And this is so remarkable and this is so wonderful. And that's why I wanted to emphasize that with you today. What are some of these characteristics that Mary displayed that other godly women and godly people in Scripture portrayed and displayed? How can Christian moms, Christian dads, Christian parents display these qualities in our homes today? These are things that money cannot buy that are essential for Christian parenting. Number one, godly moms love God more than they love their kids. That seems a strange phrase, but think about what Jesus said, and he said it so very clearly shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. So when we love God correctly, then we're setting the stage to love others correctly at the same time. And the others we often think about are the neighbors, the people that live on the street with us. It's our co-workers. It's people we go to school with. It's strangers that we bump into in the grocery store and Walmart and everywhere else. No, I think others first begins at home. If our relationship with God is out of harmony, it's going to destruct our interpersonal relationships as well. A, a really healthy and Christ-centered home begins with each member of the family walking in harmony with the Lord. Number two, godly moms love their kids. And I almost left this one off the list because that's a no-brainer, Right. If you're a good mom, if you're a godly mom, you're going to love your kids. But unfortunately, many moms haven't experienced godly love from others, and they really struggle to understand what that looks like. And so it's hard for them to know how to give that godly kind of love. 
And if that's you, if if that's your story, perhaps you didn't have a Christian mom or a Christian grandmother or a godly influence in your life, and this is your first Mother's Day as a Christian mom, and you're trying to go forward, you're trying to turn over a new leaf for your family, hey, God bless you, number one. Number two, let me encourage you to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, meditate in that passage, soak in that passage, let it come into you, understand the definitions of love provided in that chapter. In its original context, it has to do with church relationships, relationships between brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ in the local New Testament church. But I think it applies to all kinds of relational love. Study 1 Corinthians 13 and see how God describes love and then apply that to your parenting and see the principles that God brings out and how you can be a better parent by what he says true love looks like in 1 Corinthians 13. And by the way, this again is not just for moms. It's for husbands. It's for wives. It's for kids. It's for parents. It's for church members. It's for friends. God's love is true love. He wants us to know his love. He wants us to share that love with other people. Number three, godly moms are selfless. This is so closely tied in with the last point. I think one of the chief aspects of God's love is a selflessness. But America, uh, our number one favorite idol is self. That's who we like to worship is self. Give me what I want when I want it. These kids are in my way. It's my life. It's my dreams. It's my plans. Let's go back to Mary. Think about Mary, the mother of Jesus. She put herself aside to become the mother of the Messiah. What about her dreams? What about her plans? This business with being the mother of Jesus just totally shipwrecked her dreams, her plans, her aspirations. Is that the way the scripture describes her view? Was she unfulfilled in her life because of this? Was she selfishly considering, nope, I don't want to do this. I've got other dreams. I've got other plans. Pick somebody else. Absolutely not. That's exactly the opposite of what we see in the scriptures. I encourage you, uh, let me give you another scripture to turn to sometime. Luke chapter 1, verses 46 to 56. This is Mary's praise to God, the Magnificat, we call it. And she is just extolling her heart of praise to the Lord, thanking him, blessing him, that he would smile upon her. And she's just wondering, who am I that God would allow me to be blessed with such a wonderful gift? And so this is a, a, a true characteristic of a godly mother. Let me hurry on down through the list because I'm not going to get through all seven if I don't start hurrying. Number four, godly moms realize that they are stewards entrusted with a precious gift from God. How could Mary praise God when her future was radically changed by God in a way she could never dream? Kids are seen today as more of a burden than a blessing, but Mary said, no, this is a great blessing. This is a great honor. This is a great privilege bestowed upon me by God. Parenting is a privilege given by God. Number five, godly moms pray for their kids. 
Number six, godly moms are concerned with the spiritual well-being of their kids. Your kid can be the greatest athlete, the greatest scholar in the history of the world. But if they do not know the Lord, we have failed them in the most sincere and the most important area of their whole entire lives. May we raise up kids whose primary concern is a spiritual well-being. And number seven, last but not least, godly moms trust God to provide what is best for their kids. Mary just trusted God to provide what she needed to raise Jesus, even when it didn't make sense. Can you imagine this tremendous pressure that she was under in raising the Messiah? When Jesus was born, they couldn't welcome him into a palace. They couldn't afford a circus for his birthday party. And yet God was pleased with their parenting. So this pressure to be a perfect parent absolutely evaporates when we realize that ultimately God is guiding and God is directing the lives of our children, whatever age they may be. We already have everything we need to raise our kids in a godly way. You don't need more money. You don't need more locations. God has given you everything you need right where you are. If you're walking closely with Jesus, you're setting yourself up for success as a mom, as a dad, and God will be pleased with your parenting. My prayer is that we will see a generation of strong Christian mothers influence this future of our world by raising godly children. I want to say thank you to the Lord for the many godly women who have influenced my life in significant ways. May their tribe increase. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at antiochbristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.